welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's poppin', Rick? How was your weekend, my guy? Um, Could have been better, you know. Took a lot of L's this week, not going to lie, especially compared went, to week one. But, I think I uh, went five of seven. You know, football, what did you say? You won five of seven? Yeah, so it's the reverse Didn't of what happened one, last week. I think week. we switched. Because what did you go in week one? I won two weeks out of my seven. Okay, I did a little bit better and than my, you, though. my tank and city, bro. I won three weeks. My tank city is rolling 0 and 2. Dude, I'm tanking in a league and I freaking won. That's <laughs> that's why it cuz I have like Corey Davis. That's wild. And I have Lamar in that league unfortunately. That is wild. So I, and I'm not going to like bench Lamar cuz I don't want to just throw games, but yeah, I yeah. won. Well, I had a good week. Uh I I feel like uh, this is bad for me, but um I feel like every season I win and lose with my favorite team, which is the Patriots. That's uh, not good. Yeah, not, not, great. not good for me. <laughs> uh, but I won, and my team won, so I'm I'm happy about that. Uh, it was a very interesting, eventful. We I I feel like there was a lot of comebacks in the one o'clock window, but the one o'clock window was extremely boring. Yeah. Well, so I guess it was. Exciting. I don't know. I guess it was, it was exciting. boring at first, but it was I think boring the for the first three quarters in the comeback. Yeah, I the think the, kind of saved it. The four o'clock window is great, but um, I enjoyed my Sunday. I had a good time, except for that freaking Bears game. That was bad. Um, but anyway, week three is upon us. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and we are going to we're we're jumping into you know uh, mid season form here. I don't know mm-hmm. if week three you can be in midseason form, but we're we're getting there. We're trying. Um, but we're gonna give you some waiver wire ads that you can make this week to help your fantasy rosters have success in the next couple weeks. Um, so I'll try to run you through those, and we're gonna introduce a new segment called "Real or Fake," and talk about some uh, some players who had some big performances, some players who had some not so big performances, and discuss whether or not you should continue. Uh, moving forward with those players. Uh, before we do that, check out our website, fantasygymnasium.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're uh, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, sit here on your podcasting platforms, please share, uh, share this podcast with your friends um, and leave a review. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click, click the bell for notifications, like and comment down below. Uh, any questions you may have. I am currently watching, because I didn't get to watch it yesterday, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts football game on my side here. So... It's Watching like, football while recording a football podcast. Yeah. That's what we like to see. That's how, that's how we do it. Um, so, like I said, we are going to bring you the week three waiver wire ads uh, in just one second. But we'll start with our segment, Real or Fake? A new segment. Yeah, a new segment. Uh, so we'll try to we'll try to do this expeditiously, but I'm gonna run through some of these some of these situations, Rick. And I want mm-hmm. you to give me uh we'll start quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and go front to back. Um okay. but quickly uh just give me your thoughts on whether the player will continue to perform at the level that they performed at this week, 
um, and you can rely on them being a QB one or running back one or wide receiver one for your team, or if that's not going to be the case. And then on the flippity flip, the players who did not do so well, are they, are they going to continue not doing too well? So we'll set, we'll sound the panic alarm. Should we be freaking out here? Yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. So uh, anyway, um, first on the quarterbacks list that I see right now is Tua Tungavailoa's 40.86 points in week two and four-point touchdown leagues. Real or fake, my guy? Um, fake for throwing 60 or six touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> he's not getting that kind of production again. In six-point touchdown leagues, he had a 50-point week. So um, insane week. Uh, but he's got Buffalo this upcoming week. I don't think he's going to do that again. Long-term, though, I – I think he could be a, a good streamer option week to week basis. Um, and you could consider starting him um, in most weeks, but mm. he's not going to be, I think a top three fantasy quarterback. I think that's not happening. Uh, my two, a club over here of thinking he's a complete garbage can of a quarterback is getting thinner and thinner by the week. And I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should just yeah. leave at this point. Should just roll tide. Yeah, I guess uh, I'm, I'm a, you know, big Alabama guy too. So, I, I, it's because oh, I rooted. For, it's because I rooted for Tua for too too many years, and he's on the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, he's he's on the Dolphins, and I can't stand that. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I, I there there's a couple of problems with Tua. No rushing floor for him, so I I don't see him having uh, these big forty point weeks on a regular basis. Uh, I could see him right around twenty. Um, he kind of you know like you, you remember when Jimmy Garoppolo was having big weeks, uh, which he <laughs> probably could have big weeks now. The Trey Lance is out, but um, where he would get like thirty plus fantasy points and have a really good game, and he was a good streaming option. That's what Tua is to me. Like I think he's going to be a solid streaming option. Um, I know like it would be good to, and we'll probably bring him up on the waiver wire portion of our show, so we don't get into that. But um, it's good to roster him and have him ready to go in case. I think this he's going to be better than what Garoppolo was, though. Because t- t- yeah, yeah, statistically, yeah, I think he will be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I don't think I don't think he's going to blow your lineup up and create. He's not like a must start every. Yeah, yeah, he's not a must start every week. It's going to be a per week basis. But anyway. Um, Carson Wentz again, two weeks now, he's had 30 plus and, uh, 28 now, uh, for the Washington football team, uh, real or fake on this one. Um, he's another one. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, fake based on 28 and 29, but he's a streamable guy like Jacksonville, Detroit. He puts up 28, 29 points. Fair enough. He, they throw the ball a lot and he's going to have good fantasy weeks. Like if, if he has another good matchup, I'm mm-hmm. playing him absolutely without a second thought. But once he starts playing real defenses, like I know Jacksonville shut out the Colts this week, but I think that was more about the Colts yeah. um, than Jacksonville. And Detroit's the offense is really, really good. I think mm-hmm. their offense is um and we talked about in the offseason how Detroit's offense has improved, but their defense is not that great. Um so I, I'm a little out on wince for long term plays. But yeah, me again, too. similar to Tua good matchup i'm um, i'm starting with full confidence yeah yeah i i think uh i think it's fake too if you picked him up last week and you started him i know there's going to be some people and there's a guy in our home league that will definitely feel this way but uh carson wentz had a big week he's coming off two big weeks now and so people are going to start thinking oh i can start this guy on a week to week um i think he's a great trash time quarterback and <laughs> Uh, he'll have some really good yep. weeks against some good matchups, but uh, right now I would just I would I would say Carson Wentz is a fake. 
Um, Joe yep. Flacco is obviously a fake 26 points this week. We don't even have to talk um, about that. Jared Goff fake 26 points as well. Yeah. Um, and we had some bounce back games for Matt Stafford, which is wonderful. That's great. Um, but let's take a look at some some bust quarterbacks. Uh, I know a lot of people had faith in our guy, uh, Jameis the Famous Winston. Um, he had 10 points this Ugh. week. Real or fake? Um, I think it's actually fake considering um, that before the game, I think Jay Glazer tweeted that yep. Winston was like in enormous pain and he was quite, he didn't practice all week, but he went out there and tried his best, went up against tried the top 10 best. defense. That's what you Tampa, want to hear. I know, I know, but Tampa's defense is legit. I ranked Winston outside of my top 20 quarterbacks going into this week. So I, yeah. I didn't, I had zero faith Winston was going to do anything. Mm-hmm. This, um, And he didn't have Kamara either. Let's see what he does against bad defenses yeah. um, going forward. I think I think Tampa's defenses with Todd Bowles at the helm um, is legit still. It's the main focus. And Pretty Winston like... was playing injured. So, I mean, if, if Winston stinks against Carolina and Minnesota next couple of weeks and he's got Seattle, like he has, he's got some good matchups. So I, I'm going to say fake. I think Winston will have some good weeks coming up. Okay, uh, and then the final quarterback that I wanted to bring up is Tom Brady, who I tweeted earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Sit him, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah, guy, yeah. Uh, I don't know how you have the entire wide receiver room out in Wednesday's practice, but that's what happened. And uh, I wonder who Tom Brady was even throwing to because I don't even think he was there on Wednesday either. So maybe it was just an off day for everybody. But uh, Tom Brady has nine points against New Orleans Saints. He usually struggles mm-hmm. against the Saints anyway, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the regular season. Um, is this a real or fake for Tom Brady? Hundred percent fake, uh, just because of what we said, and he, and he struggled against Dallas too. And I think um, mm-hmm. Dave Portnoy, who I will rarely ever talk about on this show, but he said, and he gets a lot of stuff wrong, but he did say something that caught my eye, and I was like, yeah, I do. Agree Emergency with that. press is, conference. Um, <laughs> yeah, that. But before the year even started, this was before week one. He said oh, yeah, Brady, yeah. he thinks he's going to get off to a really slow start, yeah, because of everything that's going on. But it, and he said Rodgers, too, which is also true. Those guys will get off to really slow starts. Mm-hmm. But he thinks as the season goes on, they're going to figure it out. and They're going to get better. And I, I think that's true with Brady. And it's not because he's fallen off a cliff because that last touchdown he threw to Brashad Perman was a Boom. dime. It was a um, laser, dude. He didn't have Mike Evans for half the game. He didn't have Chris Godwin. He didn't have Julio Jones. Like, once all those guys comes back and he's not playing the Saints mm-hmm. in New Orleans, which he has historically mm-hmm. been horrible in, um, that was his first win against the Saints in the regular season as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So once those guys comes back, uh, Brady's going to be just fine. He's going to put up big fantasy numbers. He's got Green Bay this week, which mm-hmm. is kind of tough. But then after that, it looks pretty easy from that point on. This okay. Um, the I, I said Tom Brady was the last quarterback, but I just I just noticed another one. Russell Wilson had 12 points starting I'm off a- the season really, <laughs> really, really slowly. Um, are we sounding the panic alarm on Russell Wilson here? I'm as someone who loves Russ, I'm sounding it a little bit. I think Judy getting hurt in the first quarter definitely hurt. Um, the okay. offense was struggled a lot worse once Judy went out, but it's more about like Nathaniel Hackett is an absolute clown of a coach. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I have been so unimpressed with him and how that team runs their offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, as the season goes on, they gel better together. Jerry Judy hopefully comes back and is healthy. They'll figure things out. But it's definitely something that I'm nervous about. I'm not ready to um, say 
the truth right now um, and that he's going to do this every week. But I'm yeah. definitely nervous about him. I'm probably not starting him. Like, I'd keep him on my bench, but yeah. I'm probably not starting Russell Wilson next week. Yeah, I agree. I think there is a – I'm going to stick right in the middle here. There's a real sense for me that this could not be a good situation for Russell Wilson, which is surprising. Um, but it's only two weeks, so we. I I think you know you just have to practice some patience here and wait. Who would you rather have rest of the season, Russell Wilson or Tom Brady? Russ probably. Mm, I might lean Brady. Okay. Um, let's move to the running back position and quickly rattle off some of these guys. Uh, Pollard had 19 points, running back three on the week. Uh, in PPR formats, is this a is this real or fake for Tony Pollard? Um, fake RB three, but real in I think the sense of He's the offense. Uh, considering look at what how they're using Zeke compared to Pollard. Um, I know Zeke had the higher snap percentage, but it's all on the ground. Yeah. Uh, he he doesn't really do much in the air. While Pollard had seven targets this week. Um, wow. and Pollard will still get like the ten carries. So he's real as in like I think he could be a week to week flex option for mm-hmm. you. Um, and he's, it's truly a split backfield. It's kind of like the Packers, uh, with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So I think it's real in that sense, but fake and RB three, he's not going to be a top three running back. Yeah. 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 I I think I agree with you real and exactly what you said, real in the sense that there is starting to become more of a split share in the backfield between him and Pollard and, uh, between Zeke and Pollard and uh, Pollard is starting to get more pass catching work. Um, than Zeke. So uh, definitely a a real sense of him uh, starting to get more of an expanded role, which is kind of surprising to me at least, because I don't think he is any better or worse than Zeke. So no, Uh, but anyway, I mean, he's a good, he's a good little fantasy asset to have. I think there'll be weeks where he does finish top three in fantasy football or top five. um, But I don't think it's going to happen regularly. It might happen like one or two more times on the season. Uh, You're probably should expect more like 10 points in a game um totally um off top or not well kind of a little off topic but because yeah. we knew this guy is good but i just want to quickly say deandre swift had 17 fantasy points this week mm-hmm. um playing on a snap count and he only had seven touches he had 17 points on seven touches the bro is going to be a top five running back in fantasy football this year I, easily, easily um James Robinson has had two really good weeks. Uh, this isn't a real or fake for his score this week of 15 points, but uh, does he continue to be? Is it a re- Are you getting a real or fake sense that James Robinson is going to continue with the RB1 role rest of season? I, I think eventually I wouldn't be surprised if ETN takes it, but I don't think it's going to happen right away because – they're doing well. Robinson, I know only 2.7 yards per carry, but he had a mm-hmm. touchdown again. Um, and as long as their the offense is doing fine and Robinson is doing at least okay, I feel like he's going to be the guy as it continues. Yeah. So eventually, I think ETN will take over, but I don't know when. And it is concerning. So if you had yeah, yeah, for yeah. us who drafted ETN in so many leagues. Um <laughs> unfortunately but yeah I, I think james robinson is real for what he is again uh, not really like a an rb1 but mm-hmm. 
because his pass game is limited. He only has four targets yeah, in those PPR first two leagues, games. He's, he's not. He's going to be like maybe a mid-range RB2. Yeah, but you if know, in those half PPR, if you still play standard, he's a good running so back. So on the on the flip side of that with Travis Etienne, are you panicking on him and feeling like he's a um could possibly be a bust or do you feel like that the <laughs> I, role that um, he it, has is just early season figuring things out and that it will expand? I saw somebody on Twitter say that he's droppable. Um, okay. With <laughs> and he had a lot of he had like thirty thousand followers on Twitter. I'm not going to say names, but um, yeah, and said he's droppable in redraft leagues. And I don't. I definitely wouldn't go that far. I know he's disappointed, and I think he's going to be um, not the player that I was hoping he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm probably not. You know, in some leagues, I ha- I have him in, and some dynasty leagues, I'm not starting him from this point on week to week. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, you hold on to him, be patient. I think eventually, as the season goes on, he should get more work. He got more work technically this week. Um, he just wasn't as nearly as efficient on the ground with it. Yeah. Um, but if he if he was, you know, if he had a good week on the ground, he would have had double-digit fantasy points and been okay. So um, hold on to ETN. I don't think his ceiling is as high as you wanted it to be, but could still be a solid running back. Okay. Um. I had a guy that I scrolled way down on the list for uh, by the name of Rashad Penny, who totaled one and a oh, half fantasy gosh. points. Uh, Kenneth Walker oh. was back this week, so uh, obviously that had some uh, situational stuff involved in it. But are we? is this like a real situation for Rashad Penny where he's just going to get one and a half points and we're going to get fricked, or is this just a bad game for him? Yeah, remember how in the, I I said a lot this summer that uh, I didn't want any Seahawks players because I thought that offense was gonna be trash. Yeah, um, this is kind of how I'm feeling about Penny. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of out on him with Kenneth Walker back, and Walker played a a decent amount too. I think he split. Mm-hmm. Oh, he didn't split, but he did play a decent amount. Um, and the team was losing the whole game. This week, Penny might have a decent week against Atlanta. And maybe Detroit too, but then rest of the season, I'm just I'm kind of out on Penny, um, because yeah. of the offense, and he's not even the lead back. He's not that pass catching back either. Yeah. Um. So there, there's a lot of things that concern me with him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cam Akers, panic alarm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say he did have a lot of opportunity. He did, he did have a lot of opportunity. He had 17 touches, but he wasn't even. That good in the touches. Henderson no, looks better. Honestly, he was out Cam there. Akers looks like a shell. Yeah, he does. He and it's like anymore. he d- he did have more opportunities than Henderson, but again, like you said, looks like a shell. And it's weird because it's like Robinson looks like the same player coming off the same injury, and then yeah. Akers just doesn't. So it's tough, but yeah, I'm kind of out on Akers too. Yeah, I think it's real. I don't know I if think... you can even trade him at this point, though, because I think of, his like, bad performances are are a real sign of things to come. Yeah, it's I, I, I'm with you. But, again, can you even trade him? Like, as a team going to offer no, you? I, at this point, your best shot is to hold him. And yeah, just let him rot on your bench, yeah. I guess. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had seven points. That's a fake for me. That's definitely fake, not yeah. going to continue happening. Um, I wouldn't be concerned at all. Uh, one guy that I would be concerned about is Ezekiel Elliott. He now in PPR leagues has yeah. had uh, two five-point games. Pollard's role is obviously That's expanding real. a little bit. That is real. 
And I think that this is this is it. This is it for Ezekiel Elliott. I love him. Real life football, he's going to be great. But for the Dallas Cowboys, um, if there's any opportunity that you can use to sell Ezekiel Elliott on a uh, name basis where you're like, okay, yeah. it's Zeke, uh, I would do it. I mean, this is the point in running backs' careers. Is he in year six, year seven? Yeah, where it just starts falling It apart. starts to, yeah, go downhill. All right. Um, and then the last guy that I was going to mention, Chase Edmonds, week one. Uh, a lot of people's, mm. uh, quote, my guy. Loved him in the, the eighth, ninth round. Uh, I liked him. He, in the first week, had 16 touches. This week he had, I think it was nine. Uh, so he had a decreased, um, decreased role. He got one carry in the first half. He had uh, eight touches, yeah. sorry. So basically less. And Mostert got uh, a majority of the run in the game. So I, I don't know what's happening with the Miami Dolphins in terms of their running game. Obviously, uh, maybe they don't like what Edmonds has been doing. I, I have no idea. But we'll see. I, at this point, I'm practicing patience with Chase Edmonds. Like, I don't – like, at this point, there's no reason to be like, oh, my God, he didn't do well. Yeah, or I whatever. mean, so the way I look at it is you shouldn't have crazy high expectations for him anyway. Yeah, right, right. Um, I think it's fake, but – when he, you know, returns to the starting back role, I'm not expecting 20-point weeks out of Chase Edmonds. You know, you're expecting just solid weeks. I think most are, like, it's it's um, it's going to be a San Francisco-type offense. They're going to use different backs. And I think most are, you know, historically gets hurt all the time. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not stressed about it too much. It does concern me a little bit, but um, I think Edmonds will overall be fine. Okay, uh, Tyreek, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Uh, obviously, they're not going to get forty points a game, but I think they're very real. The uh, yeah. top, at least a minimum top fifteen wide receivers. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I would say, is is real. Um, but the yeah, main guy... I I gotta say, dude, I didn't draft Amon Ross like in any leagues, including best ball, and uh, I wish I did. That's the one guy that looks like he's I'm absurd. Be this is it might, very... he might he might be uh, quote this year's Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, Garrett Wilson did have 30 points for the New York Jets. Is that real or fake quickly? Um, fake in terms of 30 points, without a doubt. Uh, but I think potentially real as a guy that you could start in your flex week to week, but 30 points, definitely not. That's probably going to be the best he gets all Christian, year. Christian Kirk wide receiver one rest of the season, real or fake? Um, wide receiver one's a bit of a hot take, but I'm going to say real. I was in on Kirk in the off season and it's exactly kind of what I was when I said Kirk could be good. It was yeah. all the things that has been playing out. And it's really based off Trevor Lawrence um, and Doug Peterson in the offense. Like mm-hmm. if Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback, Christian Kirk's going to be a good fancy wide receiver because he's the wide receiver one on that team. No. And he, without a doubt is. Yeah. I think there has been some good things for Christian Kirk. I need to see it more to, to sure. say that it's real. I think he's a good wide receiver for you in fantasy football. So like mid range, low end wide receiver too. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I think, in the range I think that's outcome. more realistic. Um, but to say at this point, like wide receiver one is kind of like you said. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't go that far yet, but yeah, I, he's, he's definitely like we, he's a wide receiver too. Right. Another rookie wide receiver, Drake London had 24 <sighs> fantasy points. Uh, I, you know, two weeks in a friggin' row now, I have went on TikTok and I've posted something uh, in hatred of the Atlanta Falcons. And for some reason, they keep having fantasy assets, uh, not named Kyle Pitts, have success. 
Um, but I'm going to say the Atlanta Falcons blow and that this Drake uh-huh. London game, he's going to have a lot of target share. Things are going to happen. There's going to be weeks like this, but I don't think he can sustain it. So I'm going to say it's fake. I'm not going to lie, dude. I might be on the real train. Oh boy. Um, go. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just that he's a talented player and he's yeah. getting, they're not targeting Kyle Pitts. Like they're targeting Drake London. They're treating mm-hmm. him like he's the only guy in the offense. He, he got 12 targets. If that continues, yeah. even if the offense blows, like he's gonna be at least decent in PPR, I feel like. And okay, I don't know. I don't like the offense either, but if you're if if you're a top ten pick wide receiver getting two straight weeks now where he's been decent, like mm-hmm. he's a top fifteen receiver through two weeks, I I don't know. I'm not saying right. he's gonna be that rest of the season, but quickly to uh two more guys that uh kind of boomed this week. Uh that we can uh, mention Nelson Aguilar had 23 points. He was a wide receiver one this week as well. Um, quickly real or fake. So fake. Yeah, that's fake. Uh, <laughs> Curtis Samuel has had two good weeks in a row. He's had a solid target share. Um, I would practice patience with Curtis Samuel, but this could, if this continue happening for the next couple of weeks, this could be real. Yeah. I'm going to say real, but um Again, I think he'll come back down to earth. Like, I don't think he's getting 20 points a week, but yeah. real in the sense that he has real fantasy value. Um, and it's probably like a flex play week to week. Okay. Um, I am scrolling through some bus guys. Juju Smith-Schuster uh, at four points. Uh, wow. Obviously, there are a lot of things going on with the Kansas City passing attack. Real or fake for uh, Juju Smith-Schuster? I think he's going to be fake, but I'm kind of out on him, if that makes sense. Because I think the Chiefs, you know, he, Mahomes said wide receiver by committee, and I think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's going to be weeks where Juju gets his 15, 16 face points, and then there's weeks where he's going he's to get three. And he's just not like the the boom type of player where it's going to be worth it. You know, like a guy like Mike Williams, like he'll, he'll go get two touchdowns and make 50-yard catches, so his boom weeks are 30-point weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Juju's boom weeks are going to be monster weeks. So, yeah. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of out he's on he's he's the slot receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs and he's not playing outside he's not playing that role right um and he's the Sammy Watkins role I'm curious to see where things start going because like they're gonna find a receiver that works whether it's Sky Moore Hardman MBS like there's gonna they're gonna find a receiver that they're gonna end up targeting more than everyone else you can't continue to just spread it um uh-huh. so I I would if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs they're gonna find a guy. We still don't know who that is, um, but I mean Hardman outscored Juju this week. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Um, the only other guy that I was going to mention is uh, Devonte Adams, who had nine points this week. Um, I'm going to say that's fake, considering his massive target share on a week-to-week basis. So he yeah, should that's be fake. Um, all right, let's. Uh, I'm going to bring into the tight ends really quickly because we got to get to the waiver wire portion of our show. Um, Tyler Higby has been getting a lot of target share in the first two weeks of the season. Uh, do we think that what he's doing is real or fake? I'm going to say fake. He does this every year. And then he'll <laughs> by week five, he'll have like two targets. Pat Fryermuth, real or fake? Uh, you might have been right about percent real. Um, I'm going to say real. Yeah. Even though Trubisky is absolutely dog water. Yeah. Um, Fryermuth is getting a lot of targets and, uh, you know, he's not putting up big numbers, but for yep. tight ends, you get 12 points a week. I'm okay with that. So he's he's definitely real. He's a low-end tight end one. 
Uh, a couple guys that busted this week. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, five points, real or fake on him. Ugh, I'm kind of at the real. I'm 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 kind of out on Hawk. Uh, I'm, he had seven I points last week, five points this week. The year, and He's getting Ra's seven be... points a game. It's just his targets have been like garbage. Yeah, if Amon Ra's going to be the guy, though, and then once Jameson Williams yeah, but tight comes ends, back. Like, tight ends just... who get seven targets are absurd. I'm saying real in the sense of like he he is what he is, He's which is still probably, you know, a, a, could be a startable tight end on a week-to-week basis, but he's not – He's just not he's not gonna be in that tier that you might have hoped when you drafted him. I guess. I'm gonna say it's fake. Um Kyle Pitts had three point nine points and he's had two very bad weeks in a row. Uh yeah. the last tight end we'll bring up here. Um is I I am gonna say that that's fake only because it's Kyle Pitts and I think he's the best option unless Drake London actually is absurd. It's um, um but I would say it's it's fake for now. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's fake too. But did you hear Arthur Smith post game? Oh God, was he was he hyped? He said, "I don't care about your fantasy points," because they asked about Kyle Pitts' involvement. He said, "I don't care about your stupid fantasy points. I'm trying to win," or something like that. And then there was also a stat saying that Kyle Pitts has been used on, heavily man. in blocking situations this year, and they're like making trying to make him like an all around tight end. Like he's been blocking a lot. This <clears year. throat> And one in every yeah. four pass plays, they had him blocking um, oh, and not man. running routes. Yeah. So very interesting how they're using him. I'm going to say it's fake, though, because, again, it, it is Kyle Pitts. And, like, yeah, I think eventually he's going to have good weeks. But it, um, it's a little it's a little nervous. We got to get to third round. We got to get to our waiver wire rings. But I have a PSA for uh, Arthur Smith. You can shove it right up your butt. Do you know who pays your checks? The people that watch yeah. your stupid game. So those stupid fantasy football people that you don't care about, if they all left and vanished, no one would watch your games. Nobody. Besides those idiots who say, rise up. Shut up, Arthur Smith. You're gonna have a you're not gonna have a job at the end of the year. Yeah. Throw dude. it to Kyle Pitts. Ugh. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's get to the waiver wire show, um, uh, a portion of the show, and we have the a good thing is the waiver wire starting. I think now is going to be kind of gross yeah. every week. So <laughs> uh, we will speed up the real or fake segment in the future. But um, for this particular part, uh, like I said last week, we're going to give you one guy that we really like um, on either side. Uh, last week, Rick had first dibs on all the players, so I'm going to take first dibs this week. Go ahead. Um, so I, I main quarterback that I would pick up on the week. Um, I don't at this point, I don't really know that there's a quarterback that I would say, Hey, this guy had a really good week. Um, mm-hmm. Hold on a second. I'm pulling up stats for my brain. Um, I was going to say that, so that some of the guys at the list that's on this list. I feel like, there, there could streaming. be other guys that will be available. You know, this isn't everybody. They're all streaming. They're all streaming options. But um, in some leagues, uh, I would say uh, I'm not sure in what percentage of leagues this guy is owned. I'm I'm not really sure about that. But it's uh, Trevor Lawrence mm. is probably if you wanted a waiver early waiver wire pickup for the season that has opportunity to turn into a superstar quarterback and you know. Um, win fantasy weeks for you. 
that has a chance to do that, I think it would be Trevor Lawrence. Um, but if you're just looking for a, you know a stream option, and I think that's what I'm not going to take a second guy. I'm going to let Rick go. But um, but Trevor Lawrence would be the guy that I would pick up this week. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Uh, if Carson Wentz or Tua is available in your league, I think you should go after one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, dude, it's looking real slim, <laughs> real slim. Yeah, um, yeah. I I would say Trevor Tua or um, Carson Wentz. If none of those guys are available and you really need a deep play, um, maybe look at. Hold on, let me before I just talk out of my mouth. Let me make sure he had a good week. Um, yeah, maybe look at Mariota. Just because of his yeah, rushing. Just because of the rushing, um, yeah. Yeah, in week one, he had um, 72 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. And then this week, he had 16 rushing yards, which isn't a lot, but he had six mm-hmm. carries, so could have had more. Still had 17 fantasy points despite not really having a great game. So yeah, um, he's playing Seattle this week, too. So I, if you're in a deeper deeper option, look Mariota. Okay, all right. Um, that's your quarterbacks. Really, that was, that was lightning. Yeah. See you later, quarterbacks. Uh, for the running back position, there's I, I think there's several guys that um, you could think about, but there's no one. Um, obviously, I think for this week, uh, this is not a guy I'm taking. I'm just bringing him up now. Um, as we approach like week five or six of the season, just keep an eye on Brian Robinson. Um, at some point, if he's if he's owned in your league, somebody's gonna drop him. Like it's just only a matter of time. Um, mm-hmm. He was. I don't know what he's gonna look like, but. I'd rather take a shot on him, and really at this uh-huh. point, there's no running backs that I really believe in uh, rest of season. But the one guy that I was going to take uh, is by the name of Eno Benjamin. Eno Benjamin. Mm. Um, it's an interesting one. He hasn't scored a whole ton of fantasy points, but it seems like he's getting pass-catching opportunity from the Arizona Cardinals. He had three target, four targets in week one, four targets in week two, three catches for 33 yards in week one, three catches for 20 yards in week two. He's, and he also saw an increase on in work and snap percentage on the ground. So um, he's gotten up to 43% snap percentage. And you have old man James Conner over there who gets hurt every 40 minutes. Uh, I'm, he he didn't look great Sunday either, but um, he got hurt. Yeah, I would I say that Eno Benjamin is a decent add to your team, uh, who could come in and be a great handcuff as well as a decent a decent guy to take a look at in case of you know James Conner regressing to a point where they want to start splitting the role again, and he could turn into Arizona's Chase Edmonds from last year. So absolutely, yeah. I think I think that Eno Benjamin is a good pickup. Um, and I would take him. I love that one, bro. I like it. Um, yeah, I'm going to say the running backs are pretty gross at this point. Good luck. <laughs> if, you're, yeah. if you're trying to add one, they'll just plug and play. Um, I'm going to say Tyron Davis price. It's pretty gross. Everybody mm-hmm. thought it was going to be Jordan Manson who was going to come in there um, yeah. and be the guy because he was active week one and Davis price wasn't. But Davis price was actually the second RB and knowing Kyle Shanahan, I would not be surprised at all if Tyron Davis price um, starts producing. I would pick him up. Definitely don't play him. But pick him up. Keep him on your bench. He had 14 carries this week against Seattle, so mm-hmm. only three fantasy points because he wasn't great and he didn't have any receiving. But now with Garoppolo in, you could see the running backs get more involved in goal line work mm-hmm. and receiving um, work as well because Garoppolo will probably dump it off. So I could see Tyron Davis Price potentially having some value as a, as yeah, just a stash if you really need a running back. Um, maybe Raheem Mostert, but I think, you know, 
you never know. And he's available. He's not available mm-hmm. as nearly as many leagues. Same thing with Khalil Herbert. I think he looked good, but he's playing in a kind of a crappy offense, and he's owned in most leagues as well. So okay, um, how much waiver budget would you put on Terion Davis Price? I probably wouldn't even put a dollar. Okay. All right. I would agree with No Benjamin because I think he's probably available and you can get him for free this week. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like the rest of the running backs, Raheem Mostert, Daryl Williams, some of those guys, like I'm not super duper excited uh, yeah, about. I'm not. I mean, if if James Conner misses any time, Daryl Williams isn't a bad. He's a good. Pickup yeah, he'll probably as get a, a lot of the ground. Plug and play. But uh, we each get two wide receivers, so I'll go first. You go, and then I'll pick another one. You pick another one. Okay. That way, we talk about multiple wide receivers and not just two, because there seems to be a lot of them. Um, I absolutely love Jacoby Myers in PPR leagues. He will not provide you touchdowns, mm-hmm. but he's going to give you a base floor. Uh, like I would not be surprised if he continues at a pace of seven to eight catches a game, um, with 80 yards, like it, that's going to happen every single week. He's Mac Jones's safety blanket. He's owned in 50% of leagues right now. He has a decent strength of schedule for the playoffs and the rest of the season. So I, I would take Joe, uh, um, I was going to say Jahan Dotson cause his name was right next to it. Um, I would take Jacoby Myers right now. Uh, he provide like I said, that base floor is really good with the receptions and the yardage. He's not going to provide you touchdowns, but I think if you want a flex and you have two flexes or three flexes in your league and you need another guy, Myers is that guy. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, are you just saying that to let me get the number one guy? Yes, I'll let you have the number one guy. <laughs> uh, my guy, Garrett Wilson, uh, 30 points this week. Which I, I honestly don't know. He's owned in 46% of leagues. By the way, I would put up a good I would put up a good share of money for Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I would too. Like Myers is a good one. He, 40, should, he should absolutely be owned. Thirty five to forty percent of uh, your waiver budget. Um Yeah, he should he should be owned in all PPR leagues. I would be in the same place say, for Garrett Wilson, but um anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I'm gonna say Garrett Wilson though, because uh, you know, obviously everybody who's been listening to me or following mm-hmm. me knows how much I like love Garrett Wilson. Even pre draft, he was my wide receiver one. Um, and then, of course, he went on the Jets. You were like, I just love all Jets players. But I loved Garrett Wilson beforehand. Yeah. Right? I've been on the Garrett Wilson train for a long time. And um, he's shown out. And even in week one, he only had nine face points, but he led the team in targets with eight. And then week two, gets 30 fantasy points, 14 targets. And he's already through two weeks. We talked about this um, in the offseason. It was one of the things you didn't like about Elijah Moore. Um, and I think I should have been more on that train is, uh, will Garrett Wilson overtake a lot? Like, who's the wide receiver one on that team? Through mm-hmm. two weeks, Garrett Wilson has taken over Elijah Moore. Like, he is the yeah. wide, wide receiver one. Um, and even in week one, Elijah Moore had seven targets. Garrett Wilson had eight. And then week two, Elijah Moore, five targets. Garrett Wilson has 14. Nobody else on the Jets even had four receptions, and Garrett Wilson had eight. So he was the guy. He was the go-to guy that they were looking for on mm-hmm. almost every play. And um, Darren Orlovsky, who has his pants off for Garrett, Wil- Garrett Wilson, but he was even saying, like, he was open on almost every single play. He was getting open. They couldn't cover him one-on-one at all. Yeah. Um, so it's impressive. If he's available in your leagues, you should absolutely go after him. Um, he could be this year's, like, rookie wide receiver that has a big season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about the situation with the New York Jets. I, I don't think they're a good football team. So um, I-, I do I do think – that Garrett Wilson could have a, a, a very, very good season and provide wide receiver two numbers. But um, 
I would temper expectations for what oh, he's not getting. If you think he's getting 30 a week, like I said, I would do <laughs> the same amount. So, so I would do the same amount of waiver budget on him as I do Jacoby Myers. But I do think Jacoby Myers probably has a better floor on a week to week basis. Like, you Wilson know, definitely has like Garrett Wilson has a big week, and then there'll be weeks where he just completely vanishes. Like five I think I, Myers I is going to get seven catches a week. Um, the, the, the second guy that I would take is uh, Jahan Dotson. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm concerned about his role a little bit uh, in terms of how much target share he gets in the first two weeks. He's only had 10 targets in two games. So, mm-hmm. um, and he, he, he's averaging like four catches. So he's doing a good job with the target share he's getting. He's caught three touchdowns in two weeks. Um, I don't like chasing touchdown production, you know, because like Devin Duvernay is a great example of that, that this week, uh, last week he had two touchdowns this week. He didn't have any, and he didn't really produce too much. Technically. Um, had a kickoff return touchdown. Oh, that's true. So if you do the kickoff return stuff, you got that. Points, but yeah. But anyway, so Jahan Dotson in PPR has had 18 and 17 points in the first two weeks of the season here. Uh, he had mm. 88% snap percentage in week one, 99% in week two. So they're clearly putting him on the field, wanting to get him the ball. Um, if Curtis, Curtis Samuel goes down in any capacity, getting hurt, uh, Dotson's role increases dramatically. Um, so I would do same amount of waiver budget on Jahan Dotson as I would uh, Wilson and Myers, which is around 40%, uh, and I would pick him up this week. Owned in 40, 51% of the league, so if you didn't get him last week, chances are you probably don't have a chance at him this week. Um, but if you're if he's yeah. available in any league, go pick him up. I agree. I think those three were the top or the clear top three, and then the next guy is kind of not in the same tier. Yeah. But uh, I would consider picking him up and not to go off this list, but it's Russell Gage. And the reason because of that is just the Buccaneers wide receiver group mm-hmm. is so banged up. Mike Evans, uh, we didn't talk about it, but he is suspended for the next game. Um, Godwin is probably going to be out another like two or three yeah, weeks. Yeah, so if you need to start. So you, if you need to start, yeah, plug and play Russell Gage, I think. And, and he had six targets and could have had more in a really defensive battle. Um, mm-hmm. I think he led the team in catches uh, and targets, especially when Evans went out. So against Green Bay and Kansas City and Atlanta in the next three weeks could be more uh, high-scoring games. I think Russell Gage is a good plug-and-play. doesn't have the long-term value of those other guys, but um, I think next couple of weeks you're looking at, especially in PPR leagues, double-digit fantasy point leagues. Okay. All right. Um, let's each pick one fat tight end. Okay. I don't even. I, this happens every year. Yep. And this it's, is it's every year. Yep. I would every say. Year. I don't know what his own percentage is because he's not on this list. But um, I know multiple leagues that I'm in, he's been available. So I, I don't know if that's just a mistake or whatever. But um, I would do Tyler Higby. Um, sure. Uh, Rick earlier in the show referenced that um, he doesn't think that Tyler Higby is going to continue this, but, um, and I wouldn't necessarily disagree with him early in the season though. He's been targeted a lot, 11 targets in week one against Buffalo, nine targets against Atlanta in week two. Um, he didn't provide a ton of fantasy upside, but eight and 14 points when you're talking about a tight end is really good. And if you're looking for a tight end off the waiver wire, I think Higby is the guy to go with. Yeah. Um, fair enough. I don't I don't know if this guy's available in your league, but if he is, go get Gerald Everett. Um, yeah. He's been the clear second or third option in the Chargers offense. 
uh, and he's been pretty impressive. He had 10 targets this past week. That was partly due without uh, because Keenan Allen was out, but even when Keenan Allen is back, he's going to be a good red zone guy. And then a shot in the dark flyer who's almost 100% available in your league is uh, so gross, and I can't believe I'm saying his name because I've always hated this player, but Evan Ingram, eight targets this week on seven receptions for wow. Trevor, with Trevor Lawrence in that Jaguars offense. What did you do week one? Uh, he wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> he had, but he had, um, he had six fantasy points, which for a tight end, you know, that's that's a floor, floor play. I he's guess, gonna I get guess targeted so. though. That's kind of the thing. I don't know how yeah, yeah. great he's gonna be, but he's gonna get some targets. Okay, we did, we did decently to end the show. Yeah. A normal, a normal size show. Uh, we got a lot more content to get you this week by Sell Start Sits uh, and also tomorrow a Thursday night preview of the Thursday night football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers Browns. We'll see you later, guys. Bye. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. <laughs>